Okay, let's begin. We're up to page um, We're up to day 34. And especially as we're going to talk a little bit, you know what, I'll, there are a few psukim in this week's parasha that I want to focus on today. Um, and one of them is, as we've mentioned, Akol Kol Yaakov, Bayadayim De Esav, that when Yitzchak, when Yaakov uh, presented himself as, as Esav, so we say, oh, Shalom. As when Yitzchak presented himself, when, when, when Yaakov presented himself as Esav, and he put, put the fur um, and the coat from Esav on, on him, and Yitzchak touched him. We know the famous words of Akol Kol Yaakov, and the Medrash says, it's very important to know exactly what, how we learn this, but Akol Kol Yaakov means the power of the Jewish people is in the mouth. The power of the Jewish people is not in the, the, the physical battles that the Jewish people fight, even though it might appear uh, to somebody like that to look at it and say, oh, the reason we're doing uh, well in a war or we're able to beat the enemy is because of uh, the amount of soldiers and the intelligence and, and we have a great army. Uh, the, on, the only power, the only power that we, the Jewish people, other, other nations, it is their, their power, their sword, their machine guns, their tanks, their missiles. Our power, and we always have to chazer that over, we have to remind ourselves, because a person can, you know, we're, we're physical and we live in a world where the media... And our exposure to things can make, can trick us. It could trick us to think that, hey, you know what? We actually, you know, have a lot of soldiers who are doing this. And you could look at, look at things that, that it's alpiteva. But we know from the Torah Kedoshah, from the, from, the, from the beginning of time, Hakol Kol Yaakov, that we have the power to win from one place. And that place comes from Torah from tefillah, uh, as it says, Elev Varechev, the Elev Basusim, we say it every day, they win with the, with the, car- the, the chariots and the horses and the power, Vanachnu B'Shem Hashem Elokeinu Nazkir, and the way we win and do anything in life is with the power of our mouth and the power of our words. And um, there's no, there's no, Coincidence, the fact that Baruch Hashem, uh, we are um, seeing that, that we are doing well. Uh, Klal Yisrael is doing well. And the reason that Klal Yisrael is doing well is because of the achtus of Klal Yisrael. And because of the Torah and the tefillah. Uh, and not to take away at all from the, the covid, the honor that we have to give and the respect and the help and the support that we give to the soldiers, even in our own yeshiva, we have people consistently going down, helping the soldiers. We have our own chevra who are actual soldiers, but we can't forget the truth, and we can't forget that the that the that the the um, the command center and the 
the, uh, the mothership, so to speak, and where it all begins is with the Chavetz Chaim. It all begins and ends with Hachaim v'amaves fiad halashen, and Hakol Kol Yaakov, and that's how the Jewish people live. It's hard for us to, to always recognize that and to remember that, but it's good to chazer it over, especially in this week's parsha, where that is the, the power of Yaakov, the power of the Jewish people is through our speech. So with that in mind, let's learn a halacha, um, day 34, page 91. Um, talking Lashonar without mentioning names, it is permissible to talk Lashonar without mentioning a name. If you are sure the person you are talking to will never figure out who it is. However, it is still not a preferable thing to do. You hear that? It's still not a preferable thing to do. On Shabbos, you tell your friend, could you imagine? I saw someone in shul today talking straight through davening. Could you believe such a thing? He bothers to come to shul and doesn't even daven properly. Even if your friend will never figure out who you are speaking about, it is still not a commendable thing to do. Do you know what a kitrug, which means a, um, like, uh, I don't know how to translate kitrug, it, uh, it's a criticism, sort of. It's a, uh, more than criticism, it, it's a, I don't know how to translate kitrug. It's, it's it, 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 uh, a what? Accusation. Accusation that's created on this person, thank you, Nachum, as a result of your words. As a result of your words. So you hear this? So even if you don't even mention the guy's name, by the fact that you are saying something negative about someone, that creates a, in Shemayim, it creates negativity on that person. Very scary. How would you feel knowing that bad things are happening, decreed, Xerus unto this person because of what you said about him? Unbelievable. You're not allowed to talk negatively about someone even without mentioning names. It's very likely that at any given time, even years later, the person you are talking about can figure out who was spoken about. Okay, that's Hilchus Lashon Hara, Gimel Dalid. Amazing. Question, comments? And then um, I want to share something from, from this week's parsha. Question, comments on that? Yes? Um, I know like, if you're doing the event as well, as, like, especially if you're husband and wife, um, if it's right. Now, question, is this like a good format? Now I'm saying like even... If you don't use a name, you still make create some against the guy. Right. How do you vent? Right, right. Venting, again, when we get to venting, when we get to the halacha of venting, we'll talk about it more. You can't just use the venting as a card like the toelis. You know, oh, I'm just venting, I'm just venting. There are many uh, things that go into venting. Again, we'll talk, when, we, when we're ready to talk about the venting thing, it's a whole portion itself. It's not just simple just to say you're venting. You have to have a specific person. You have to, the person who's listening has to uh, uh, not believe certain things. Or, it's not so simple. It's not so simple. Yeah. This, this was a pure Avera of Lashon Hara, or it's just not a commendable thing? Right, so that's not, it's not Lashon Hara, okay. but the Chavetz Chaim says you, it's still not a good thing to do we because think, of that reason. Do you think on the summer when working so hard, ready just not to speak based on Lashon Hara? Should we like try to jump for yes. the Yes, yes. It's not jumping for the stars. It's living as a... It's not... It's like when we're going to talk about whether you're allowed to speak uh, Lashon Hara about a guy. 
right? You're allowed to because it's not Lashon Hara. But I still tell people, learn, teach yourself not to talk bad about anyone. Teach yourself not to talk anything about anyone. Doesn't mean you can't say, oh, what a wonderful person. Be very, very careful. That's what I would say. And that's not shooting for the stars. That's uh, living as a, as a, the way we're supposed to live. Yeah, yeah, you had a question. Yeah. Right, right. Well, what, how does he say? We'll have to look it up in the Chavetz Chaim. What does he say? He says not. He says, um, he says even, what does he say? It's not a preferable thing to, preferable thing to do. I mean, it's not a good thing to do. And we're explaining it. It's not good. You don't want to start because it can lead to it. You're causing Kitrugim and Shemayim, accusations. What? We'll have to look it up. We have to look up the, the actual halacha. We'll see it. See it in the uh, in the safer itself, and we'll see how he explains it. Yes, Reb Zev. Yeah, that's what that's what Moshe was saying. As far as as far as venting, as far as venting, venting. Okay, so we're, we're, when we get to that, we'll talk about that. It's not, it's not so simple just to have the heter of venting. You have to know who you're venting to. You have to say, uh, correct. You can't just use the, oh, I got to vent to someone. You have to know what it is. You have to, we'll, 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 we'll discuss that. It's very, it's like Litoelis. Litoelis is the same thing. Oh, I'm benefiting. You're allowed to speak bad about someone if you're, if you're doing it for their benefit. But if a person could walk around saying all day, oh, I'm doing this to vent, I'm doing this to vent, and I'm doing this Litoelis. So he'll speak Lashon Har all day, all in the name of venting and Toelis. Now, now, I just want to say straight up, if you have a therapist or you have a Rebbe who you are talking to, many times guys will talk to me and I'll say, it's 100% not Lashon Hara. If you're opening up, if you're worried you can't open up to someone, it's not Lashon Hara if you're opening up to, to your Rebbe, you're opening up to someone um, because you're trying to work on yourself and therefore you're opening up. I'm talking about speaking to friends or random people just to talk. That's that you have to be more careful. Wait, wait, I get it. Correct. That's what, that was Moshe's question. Correct. So that's, we have to understand how, what the, it could be because you, 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 the heterim of the venting, I guess, you need to do it because otherwise you're going to do it worse. You're going to talk more about people. You're going to talk to other people, whatever the reason. It's a good, it's a good point. Yes, Yeshaya. I feel like with, with what we're discussing about uh, them not being much more than I am, but still not, that's not a good idea. Right. With, with words in general, it's so much of how we speak is habit. Correct. So meaning even if it's okay, but like it's very difficult. Exactly. If we don't build good exactly. habits, that's, it's very difficult. Exactly, exactly. That's my point. That's the point. The point is, is that you want to be a person who doesn't speak about other people in general and negative about people in general because if you, you're not going to start distinguishing, oh, this guy I'm going to speak about, this guy I'm not going to speak about, this guy I'm allowed to, this guy. You have to train yourself to see the good and train yourself and learn the halachas that you're really not interested in what other people are doing. You're focused on yourself. You're focused on your own things that are happening. If something happens to someone, I really don't know another person what happens. If what? If, if, someone, if something happens to someone else, I really don't know the third person what happens to 
If it's Lashon Hara, what do you mean something happens? Is it negative? Is that negative? You, yeah, you, why not? You can, again, you want to be careful to talk to other people about other people. That's already begins, that's already dangerous. When you start saying to someone who you're talking to, I'm talking about him. That leads, it's very, very dangerous. Especially if there are more people there. Okay, Avi, thank you for coming in to remind us all that, that uh, Hashem, we want to ask Hashem to give us the wisdom, to give us the courage, sorry, Sorry, to give us the acceptance, the serenity, the acceptance to, to accept the people who we cannot change, to have the courage to change the person who I can, and the wisdom to know that that one person is me, that is the person who I can change. I can't change anyone else. Barely could you change yourself. Okay, with that in mind, great segue to this Pusik. And the Pusik says, it's hard to change yourself. It's hard. Yeah, we could strive as much as we want. But little, little by slowly, little by slowly, little by slowly, little, 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 little changes. It's very, very little, little. Yeah, correct. But I'm saying it's very hard, as we said, Rabbi Srol Salanter says, it's harder to change a media. It's hard. Let, let alone to try and that's why we like to change other people we like to change other people because it's it's easier than changing ourselves meaning we think that it's easier than changing ourselves okay which is the segue yes Avi doesn't, doesn't it say I forgot who said it doesn't it say if you want to change I think they're talking about a meetup if you have this contact you want to change something you go to the opposite extreme yes so how does that fit in why what do you mean Right, that's a great question. You're machavin to the Vilna Gain. The Gra asks you the same exact question. It's a great question. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. It's a great question. Shkai Shavi, great question. Machavin to the Vilna Gain. It's the same question. On one hand, you're supposed to go extreme, but, but, but still, you need to take it step by step. Correct. It's a, it's a very, very hard thing for a person to know the balance Right, it's one of the things we're learning. We spoke yesterday about it. We still didn't come to uh, uh, Moshe. Me and you have to continue the conversation. But that's one of the things uh, that people have struggled with a lot is uh, being able to really make the change that they need to make. At the same time, to take it slow. It's almost like you need to do both. I spoke about Rebbe and about this. Yeah. I described this way both ways. You said I agree with you. Except like I'm getting stuck on like semantics and stuff. Yeah. I trust right. that you do not understand. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk we'll talk it out. It's not uh it's Okay, let's so the Pasik here, let's let's just say the Pasik says like this. No where how I just lost the Pasik. The Pasik says that um that Asav was a um ish of man of of uh of Sayar. But we all know that Asaph was born with a lot of hair and that he is called um, a, a um, where is it? One second, sorry. Which is a segue to change yourself because it says that Yaakov was an ish chalak, which means that Yaakov, it's one of the reasons that we give an upsharen, which means that we cut 
the reason that a Jew doesn't have a lot of hair, doesn't have a lot of hair, and uh, Esav has a lot of hair. Of course, we're not judging anyone with a lot of hair, but we're just saying the concept. And the way it works is like this. Esav, right, I can't find the Pusik right now, but that's what the Pusik says. It says that Yaakov, I just had it here a second ago, that Yaakov is a ish chalak, and Esav is an ish uh, se'ar. He had, oh, here it is. It's Perak Chavzayin, Pasuk Yudalaf. Ayomer Yaakov Rivka Imo, Hain Esav Achi Ish Sa'ir, Va'anochi Ish Chalak. Rashi says, Ish Sa'ir, Baal Se'ar. He had a lot of hair. Esav, let's just talk about the difference between Esav and Yaakov. And this, I think, is a lesson for each and every one of us. The Medrash says that Esav is the language of Asu, Asoy. He's made. He's done. He's a finished product. He already is stuck of who he is. He's stuck. He can't change. I'm Asui. This is who I am. He was born already all fully developed. What that means is that Esau looked at himself as someone who cannot change. He looked at himself as somebody who was totally, totally defined by his parents, defined by his upbringing, defined by his nature, right? We know even when he was in, the, in his mother's womb, he was already going towards Avodah He was going towards negative things. As opposed to saying, okay, I'm put in this world to change, he was stuck. It's one of the reasons why we give the up, Sharon, and we cut hair because the Medrash says that what happens when you have a lot of hair and something goes in your hair, what happens? It gets stuck in your hair. Ace of represents that whatever you've gone through, you're stuck and you can't change. Yaakov Avinu is ish chalak. Yaakov is smooth. What does that mean? That anything that goes on his head, anything that goes on him, it falls right off. Ace of represents my Averis. And what I've done are stuck with me. They're stuck with me forever. Shame, guilt. I'll never be able to heal. I'll never be able to be who I want to be. I'm, I'm blemished forever. And the irony of it is, is that it's true at the end. Because Esau did not go ahead and make the change that he was able to make. That Yitzchak wanted him to make the change. And the irony is, is that anything that came out of Esav afterwards is, is, uh, was stuck because he embodied the fact that you are stuck. He had the potential, so to speak, to be able to change. What? Really sure. So Rashi, so very good, Yisrael. The first Rashi in this week's parsha says, Ve'ele told us Yitzchak, it says Yaakov and Esav in the parsha. So some people ask on Rashi, what I, I, Rashi's telling me, Ela told us Yitzchak, Yaakov, and Esau, well, I, I learned the Parsha. What, what are you saying? These are the children of, of Yaakov, Esav, and uh, of Yitzchak, Esav and Yaakov in the Parsha. I could read the Parsha and I know it. Rashi's being Bechadish. So the Svarim HaKadoshim, the Holy Svarim say that Esav originally and Yaakov were, spl- were supposed to split the Shvatim. Esav was going to get six, and Yaakov was going to get six. 
If you remember Leah, what's the story with Leah? We all know what happened to Leah. What, what, what's, what's the known, the famous thing about Leah? Is that Leah was originally supposed to marry Esav. Why? So that six of the Shvatim would go to Esav and six would go to Yaakov. Okay, yeah, okay. I don't know how that would... Could be they would have been... They would have been made servants. So, yeah, correct. Could have been they would have been also in the thing. That, that's not important. I mean, it is also, but that's not the point. That's not the point. The point is, like you're saying, Yisrael, is that Esav had the potential. Esav had the potential. There was one problem that he had. He was stuck, and he did not think that he can change. Is that you cried? Yes. Esav is asui. It means you're stuck. It means you're... Your blemishes of childhood will stay with you forever. Your shortcomings that you have will stay for you for, will stay with you your whole life. And many people live in that world. They live in the world of Esav. Yaakov represents change. Yaakov represents the fact that I can change. I can become. I can reinvent myself. I could get rid of my blemishes. I can heal. My pain, I could change whatever it is that I need to change. Yes? I, like, I, hear, I hear what you're saying, I heard this right in the show, but like, it sounds like Asa was born bad and Asa was born good. Because like, like, like he said in the boomer, they already like, it seems like they were already decided. Wait, wait, wait. Again, Moshe, like again, that's exactly the point. The point is that every person, they say that, who is the other person who's called an Adomi? That he was born in the same mazel as Esav, you know who it is? David HaMelech. David HaMelech was the same mazel as Esav. And what happened? It says about David HaMelech that he was Yefei Enayim. What does it mean? He had beautiful eyes? It could be he physically had beautiful eyes, but that's not the point. The point is that he took that same problem that Esav had, which is what? It's known that he's a... David, David HaMelech was also... He had blood on his hands, as the Gemara says. The Gemara in Bracha says, right? He, had, he was, a, he was a, a man of war. But what was his man of war to do? To do what? To, and, to, and to get rid of evil. So it's the same exact kli. It's the same exact vessel. But it's what you do with that. Esav had full, full potential. The difference between Esav and David, the difference between Esav and Yaakov is not where you come from. It's am I able to take where I came from and turn all of that into good, into the positive, and to realize that I can. Esav is the quintessential, which means the highest level of you are in de- determined, determinism. You are determined to be because you're born, right? Look at someone um, who's born handicapped. Look at someone who's born with, with, with parents that are a certain way. Look at someone who is orphaned. Look at someone who is born with learning disabilities. Look at someone who is born with mental problems. And they're able to go ahead and step out of that. So even though they're determined to be like Esav, they're able to transform themselves. Esav tells us you cannot change. You are stuck. Just like your hair. You have a lot of hair, things are stuck in your hair. Yes, Ari. Did Yaakov have to change? Yeah, so Yaakov did change. I mean, he started off already like... He still had to change. It says that when, it, when the Pasuk says, Anoichi Esav Bechorecha, you know what Yaakov Avinu had to do? He took on the traits of 
Esav. He took that on. Anoichi Esav Becharecha. Yaakov Avinu took on different traits. It's brought down that a person, a Jew, sometimes has to fight. Yes, I call Kol Yaakov. A Jew sometimes has to go to battle. But that's not the essence of who a Jew is. The essence of a Jew is, is, is an Ishtam. He's a simple person. He's a Rachman. He's a Baishan. He, he has mercy. He, he is embarrassed. He is, does chesed. But sometimes, sometimes we have to cloak ourselves with the, the Yedayim of Esav, so to speak. Sometimes we have to be strong like that. Yaakov Avinu incorporated. That's, the, that's, the, that's what's incredible. What Yaakov Avinu had to do is he had to transform himself and to, to bring in the Midas of Esav into himself. That's what Yitzchak did. Yitzchak told Yaakov, uh, Yitzchak told Esav, he says, saw, right, the Svarim say, right before the brachas, what did he tell him? He says, go out to the, to the field, right? What did he say? Saw no kelecha. Take your kalim, Perak Chazai and Pazagimel. Take your kalim, take your telyacha, take your kashtecha, take your bad midas, take your power, take your ish sadeh, take your taivas, as Rib Tzaddik says. When a person realizes that he has a lot of taivas, when a person realizes that he has a lot of anger, there's nothing to be upset about that. What does that mean? It means chelech lo'iraisa. Take that power, chelech means power, and put it into the positive, put it into the Torah. Could you imagine who Esav, how powerful Esav would have been? That's what Yitzchak, that's how Yitzchak looked at. It says that's the reason why Yitzchak loved Esav. Why Yitzchak loved Esav? The Pazik says he loved Esav. So many different Peshatim. Huh? Correct. He's correct. He saw in him, he saw in him, if Esav could take all of his Gvura and take that Gvura for Torah, for being Kovish your Yetzirah. Esav could be incredible, just like Yitzchak himself. Yitzchak was Gvura. And he saw what he could do. What did Esav say? Esav says, he said that same thing, Moshe. He says, well, when I was in the womb, I was already chasing the Avodah Zarah. Okay, so, so, so change yourself. So change yourself. So make a difference. So you're right. So you're right. You're leaning this way. So take advantage of that. Take advantage of it. Yes. I think it sounds a lot like growing up, uh, like learning Kumish in, in school as a kid. Like a yeah. lot of it sounds like the way I always like thought of it was like, oh, Asaph, Asaph was born a certain way with Tivus, and then Yaakov was was always right. Towards what's called. Right. But you know why you learned that then? Why? Because you were in elementary school. Right. And then now. So you don't have the you when you're in elementary school, you don't have the kalim. You don't have the brain capacity and the emotional capacity to learn like this. So when you're in school, you learn in an elementary level. Now you're not in elementary school anymore. Right. So I think the point that I'm noticing now is it wasn't that Yaakov was, he wasn't born a tzaddik, he developed that. Like he, he, he developed uh, uh, that. Correct. No tzaddik will be a tzaddik by not doing anything. You're not a tzaddik if you don't do anything. And no Russia is a Russia if they didn't do anything, right? You have to do something. You have to make wrong choices. Esav is not the bad Esav because when he was in his mother's womb, he was going towards Avodah Zarah. Esav became the bad Esav because he made the wrong choices and he continued to be stuck. 
and he didn't take advantage of the times where he could have, he could have made the changes. And the scary thing about that in life is that all of us have within us, all of us have within us things that we're stuck in and things that we think that we can't change. And you don't want to live your life. None of us want to live our life that when you're 60 years old, 70 years old, with the regret, as I've said many times, for, for, for a teenager to wear a shirt that says, no regrets, no regrets, is not, that, doesn't, that, that doesn't get me excited. So you're 19 years old, 20 years old, you have no regrets. You've been, you've been around for a couple of years. When you're 60 years old, when you're 70 years old, for you to say no regrets. So for us, what we can learn from Esav at this stage, and what we can learn between the difference between Esav and Yaakov, is that am I someone who's already done? Do I look at myself that I'm already finished? I'm a complete product? Or I am someone who will always be reinventing myself? And a Yid, not to give Rabbi Lazarus, because I could always do this, but Rabbi Lazarus is the definition of Yaakov. Rabbi Lazarus is a person who's sitting here, you know, changing. Why is he changing? Why is he growing? Be done. No. As they say, Rabbi Isra Zalman Meltzer, when he was 80 years old, I heard this from my Rosh Shiva many times. When he, was, when he was 80 years old, okay, so Amir Tashem, by your 80th birthday, we'll, we'll, we'll say this as well. That Amir Tashem, that Rabbi Isra Zalman Meltzer said, I'm 80 years old. His family said, happy birthday. He says, oh, now I'm 80. Now I could start learning Be'in. Now I could start delving into understanding the parasha. And what do we do, Yeshaya? We're like, oh yeah, I know about Ace, and I'm not saying it to you in a negative way. I'm saying, saying how we think. Oh, I know Esav, and I know Yaakov, because that's what I learned in fourth grade. No, my Rosh Yeshiva, Rav Weinberg, I remember used to say, when you learn something, you learn it fresh. You learn it again like you never, ever, ever saw it before. When a person approaches life, he's living life like Yaakov. When you're approaching life like you're done, you're a finished product already, you're done, then you're done. Pun intended. Then you're done. When you say to yourself, I'm 18 years old, I'm 19 years old, I'm 20 years old, I'm 21 years old, I'm 30 years old, I'm 40 years old, it doesn't matter. I'm going to reinvent myself. I'm going to change myself. I'm going to become better. I'm going to change. That's the way a Jew lives. An ace of lives that I'm usui. I'm stuck. And you know what? That's where happiness comes from as well. Happiness comes when you feel that you can do anything. You can change anything. Yes, you have your past. So what? So what? Yaakov, you had a question? I just I wanted to know. Yeah. It seems pretty clear that Rifkin doesn't like himself. Right. Does Yitzhak not like Yaakov? Right, so I don't know. Right, so I don't, I don't, it's hard to, it's hard to get into like the whole parenting likes, not likes you know what I mean? Like, like, right, oh, have, right, right, right. It doesn't say anyone doesn't like, but I think the push-up shot, the push-up shot in that, that, that I learned, the most simple way of learning it is that, is that um, Rivka grew up in a home of Rishayim, of, of wicked people. She understood what is what, and she leaned more towards Yaakov. Yitzchak was gvura, like Rabbi Lazarus was saying, like we said before. Yitzchak saw the power of Esav. It's not that he didn't see the problems in Esav. He knew very well that Esav was very problematic. He was not, uh, he was not blind uh, to, the, to the, what? 
He saw right. He saw what 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 Asaph could be, which Asaph was not able to see within himself. He could have seen it in himself. He did not choose to see that within himself. That's that's. Um, Why didn't Asaph guide him? He tried. He tried. It's one of the things that he tried. There, there's one other point that I want to say that's 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 a little bit off off um, a different a different thing. But we could just finish this first before I say it. Anyone else? Question, comments? Yes. It doesn't really seem like Yaakov had such a hard time. Yeah, yeah, okay. But we, 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 right, I hear. Wait for the next Parshius. Yaakov is, uh, meaning till now, you're saying. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, right. It's also, we didn't get to the distress of Yaakov. We'll get to Yaakov's problems. Don't worry about it. First of all, it's like Rabbi Lazarus is saying, but I'm saying... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so again, it's, even if that's true, Yaakov is the man of, of Tsar. Yaakov is the one who stands in front of Paro and says, my life was filled with uh, suffering and pain, which we'll get to. So if you think that Yaakov um, made it with a uh, free pass to be Yaakov, it's not true. He embodies the Jewish people. The Jewish people have suffered and only suffered and only suffered and only suffered. And we come out, we come out even stronger. And we got that from Yaakov. Yaakov represents that. Yaakov Yisrael represents that. So um, uh, one last thing that I want to say, just to, just to wrap up, if there are any, any, any questions you have from me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Nice, nice. Very good point. Um, so, so that. that we'll, we'll, uh, I want to segue into what I, my last thing that I was going to say, um, and that maybe will help you, Avrami. Um, you know, one of the challenges of of these parshias, and one of the beauties of these parshias is the human aspect of the avos, is how human we see that they are, like you're saying. Favoritism, wait till we get, right, to, the, to Yosef and, and the Shvatim, it gets even more exciting. I think the, the, the thing that we can learn, the thing that we can learn is Maisa avos simen labanim. The Torah is not just telling us a cute story of Yitzchak and Rivka and uh, did they have family strife even though there is the famous uh, Nitziv who speaks about uh, which I'm not going to bring out now he says something um, how human the human aspect huh yeah right right okay it's not for now it's not for now but the point is is that is that the Torah is there for us to to learn from the Torah is there for us to learn from what to do and what not to do right the Medrash even says Avrami it says that Yitzchak and of course we we have to understand on his level it says that that Chosech Shifto Sone Espino do you know what that means? Anyone want to translate that? Chosech shifto sone et beno. Chosech means to hold back. Chosech shifto sone et beno. One who holds back the rod 
discipline. Uh, spare the child, spoil the rod. Spoil Correct. The rod, Correct. The yes. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Correct. Meaning someone who does not discipline, and many of us have that. Right? Many of us have that. If you come from a family that you were very much um, too disciplined, too much gavura, you know what you're going to promise yourself? You're going to say, when I get married and I bring up my children, I'm going to let my children do whatever they want and I'm not going to discipline them at all. And if you grew up with no discipline, you're going to be like, I'm going to make sure that I discipline my children. I'm going to make sure, right? The answer to that is they're both wrong. They're both wrong. Any extreme is a problem. You're not... What? Correct. You need a balance. And you see from Yitzchak, you hear this? The Torah tells us that Yitzchak made a mistake by not being harsh on Esav because he was afraid that he would lose him. That's what they explain. They say that he was afraid to be harsh because he would go off... I'm just quoting, I'm not, we're not, we're not, it's hard to bring it to 2023. He was afraid that if he was strong on Esav, that he would be, I'm sorry, if he were too loving, yeah, I'm sorry, I was right. If he was strong on Esav, that Esav would rebel. So therefore he didn't give him the proper discipline. He didn't give him the, uh, uh, of course, according to his level. Avrami, I didn't really answer your question. I'm going to answer it by saying like this, and we'll end off with this. One of the things that I like about this parsha is the fact that you have Yitzchak, who was a tzaddik, and Rivka, who was a tzaddikas, and they had a child like Esav. And as much psychology and as much you're going to point fingers, and the Medrash even says that maybe Yitzchak made a mistake by being too loving, and if you're going to say yes, he didn't love Yaakov, Rivka didn't give Esav, I've had people ask me, uh, well Rivka didn't love, didn't give Esav the proper love, whatever it is, at the end of the day we can't judge people and we don't know why these things happen. It's very difficult to look at a, a parent and look at people and say, look at their child. Their child is suffering from this, blah, 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 and it's the father's fault, it's the mother's fault. It's very difficult to judge and to point fingers at parents. Obviously, we can learn how to be good parents. We can learn how to raise wonderful children. We can learn how to be better spouses. We can learn how to be good. But there are no guarantees in life of, you look at David Amelech. You look at David Amelech of his children and the challenges that David Amelech had raising his children. Yes, Menachem Nachem. Right. Okay, good. That's for a different year. It's a good question. Let's wrap up. Thank you, Nachi. Thank you. Shkoyach, everybody. We should be Zoha, each and every one of us, to be Asav, to, to learn from Asav, uh, not to be stuck, and to connect ourselves to Yaakov, Ishchalak, that we are able to reinvent ourselves, we're able to change, and through that we'll be Zoha to the Brachas of Viyitain Lacha Elokim, that in our lives, we will have Hashem more in our life. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Have a wonderful first day of the rest of your life.